Hey, welcome to the Transforming Life Church podcast. We hope this encourages you and inspires you in your journey with Christ. So sit back, relax, and check out this week's message. Our heroes, and we love you dearly. We want to help celebrate you a, a little bit. But just starting that off, um, maybe you've seen online in some way, shape, or form, you've seen these dad jokes, right? And, and, and how many of you had a dad who had some really corny, like, bad jokes growing up? Like, you know, he just said some goofy stuff sometimes. Well, I couldn't find a goofier pair of guys to help do this uh, this morning uh, and Ryan and Eric. And so they're going to come up. And we're going to do a little bit of dad jokes to start thing. You guys okay with that? Yeah, let's have a little fun. It's okay to have fun in church. You guys need to loosen up a little bit. But I'm going to welcome them to uh, the schools here and let the battle begin. You don't know that, but we were in like a group text deal, and, and they were already starting uh, the past couple days. The ones that we probably shouldn't say in church, they were saying. Parents. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, so. Pray for you. Yes. Do we know if these are low-bearing stools? Um, I believe they're OSHA. We're about stools. to find out. That's what we're Yes. Woo! <laughs> well, here's Mason. I should be. Is that your first joke? No. You should. I want to see where you go. What do you call a Gator football player wearing a suit and tie? <laughs> the defendant. Go ahead and 
Alright, you're American when you go into the bathroom, and you're American when you leave. But what are you while you're in it? I don't know, Eric. What? European. <laughs> what did Michael Jackson name his denim store? Oh, I don't know what. Billy Jeans? <laughs>
today called different because I believe God is calling us to be different as people, as people of God, as men, women, children, everything in between. We're called to be different. The way that we act, the way that we respond in situations, the things that we post online, uh, how we speak to others and treat others. We're called to be different. In this. We're in the world, but we're not of it, right? And, and, and so we're called to be different. And today I want to talk about the different dad. I want to talk about the different dads. Not the way the world sees dads. Not the way that the world would portray dads. But the way that God wants us to be as dads. As not just dads. I don't want to just talk to dads. I want to talk to men in the room today. You're called to be a different man. You're called to be a different husband. Right? We're called to be different, guys. We're called to be different. And in fact, I believe we're called inside each and every one of us, whether you recognize it or not, deep down, we're called to be warriors. We're called to be warriors. We're called to have, have that inside of us. Now, when I think of warriors, my mind immediately goes to movies and TV and stuff like that, right? And so I immediately go to Braveheart, right? I am William Wallace. That's my best goddess accent I can do. I need a fourth thing. I need you to do the uh, impressions. Apparently, she does impressions. But, and you're not paying attention to <laughs> Just kidding. Uh, William Wallace, yeah, man, he, he, he was uh, going against England. We're going against the English. We're going to fight against this tyranny. And, 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 and they just kept going after uh, all, all the English and the battles and the armies. And he really, he really kind of pumped people up because they were scared. They, they were tired of him. Mean, they were like, let's run. We'll run. We'll live. And he's like, God, live. Run. You'll live. You know, for a little bit. He's like, fight. You may die. But we're going to fight. We're going to stand up because this is not right for how they're treating us. And, and we see this whole movie. It's definitely a man's movie. And they're fighting and they're all about it and stuff like that. So I think of William Wallace. I think of Gladiator. One of my favorite movies. Gladiator. And uh, Russell Crowe plays um, Maximus Decimus Meridius. He's a, he's a general in, in the army. And um, there's this scene where it opens up where... Uh, the, the emperor is about to die, and he wants to pass it on to Maximus, who's not royalty, he's just a general, but he knows that, that he's going to do it right, instead of his son, whose son's kind of evil and kind of messed up in the head a little bit. And, uh, and so he dies, but the son kind of just takes over and, uh, and has everyone turn on, on Maximus, has his family killed, and, and Maximus ends up going into, um, into being like a slave almost, but as a gladiator. So they're going around the world fighting a battle and stuff, and they end up back in Rome, in the Colosseum, and he's fighting, and everybody's cheering for Maximus, and finally he comes face to face with the son. I am Maximus Decimus Meridius. I'm the commander of, of the armies, and he goes on this whole like super chilling speech. He's, Father to a better son, husband to a better wife, and I will have my vengeance. I'm like, yeah, they get it, you know. Like, I'm like, yeah, this is it. Like, it's fixing to go down. I'm like, oh, I just love the movie. I, I, I think about words. I think about these guys who will stand up for what's right, who are courageous, who will stand up, for, who will fight, who will show up to the fight. That's what I think of when I think of a warrior. If you look at the Bible, there's some different uh, guys that I think about. Think about Samson. Samson was a bad dude. There's a story of Samson, which we know he had this divine strength, if you're familiar with the story. He had this divine strength. But there's one time when he killed a thousand Philistines. Not with a sword. Not with his fist. Not with any kind. He got it was a donkey jawbone. A thousand Philistines. That's crazy. Y'all didn't even tell me. Y'all didn't even know that was in the Bible, did you? Yeah, yeah, the Bible's cool. Right? That's a bad dude. He killed a thousand Philistines. 
listening to the donkey talk just by himself. It's crazy. David, obviously we know him as this mighty warrior. We, we, many of you know him as the one that fought Goliath. No one else would. The armies were scared of him. And here comes this kid along the way. He's like, what's all this problem? I'm scared. I'm going to go fight this sucker. Goes out. We know the story. He didn't go out with armor or sword. He went out with a sling and some stones and got him right between the eyes, right? He goes on to lead the armies of Israel. He was known as a great warrior. And, and he wasn't just one of these kings that just sat on a stone in the palace and told everybody what to do. He was often out there on the, the battlefield fighting along with the men. He even had his own squadron of men called his mighty men, right? Not, not merry men. That's something totally different. You can laugh at it if you want. That's my dad joke. But yeah, these mighty men, and David was known as this great warrior king. And, and, and I think about these guys, but then there's this unknown, unlikely person that we normally probably wouldn't see or think of as a warrior. And his name is Gideon. Maybe some of you have read about him, maybe not. He's got this really small section, just a couple chapters in the book of Judges. How many of you have read the book of Judges? Probably just a few of you have read. Some of you are like, I don't want to raise their hand. I don't know how to read my Bible, but anyway. Um, but yeah, yeah, so there's Gideon. But go to Judges, if you have your Bible, chapter 6, uh, starting in verse 11. We're going we're gonna to bounce around a little bit, uh, but we're going to start there in chapter 6, verse 11. And, and while, you're, while you're turning there, I want to kind of give you, set the scene for you just a little bit. Gideon was not what you would think of when you think of a warrior. He was, kinda, he was a working man, like many of us in the room, blue collar. Uh, when we see him, we, we find him, he's working. He's, he, he's in the, the wine press. And, He's working, and, and God calls him in that moment. But, but before all that kind of takes place, Israel has turned from God. Israel, they had just spent 40 years in peace and in rest. And in that amount of time, they become complacent. Which we have to be careful, even in God's rest, even in peaceful times, even in times where we're enjoying uh, the power and presence of God, and we're on the mountaintops, we have to be careful not to become complacent. Because oftentimes when we, we, we find ourselves in that, that moment in life and, and it's like, okay, I can just sit and, and rest and relax. Uh, that's when we get end up you know, caught off guard. That's, that's when we end up, uh, you know, uh, okay, well, I can get away. It, it, it's easier to compromise in that complacency. You see what I'm saying? So, so complacency is, is not a great place to be. So, so they find themselves comfortable. And, and also when we find ourselves comfortable and in complacency, we, we tend to rely on ourselves more than we do God. And that's exactly what has happened with Israel. They have turned away from God in their complacency. So God allowed the Midianites to come in and take over. So now here's this land that the Israelites have been given to dwell in, and, and it was the promised land. And, and, and now they are forced to go into caves and into these little structures and dwellings to hide. Right? And they would, they would sow all their crops and, and all their different things. And the Midianites would come in when it was harvest time and they would take everything. Everything that the Israelites worked hard for, the, the Midianites would come in and they would take it. See, that's what sin does. Sin will rob you. Okay? And that's exactly what happened in their life. Sin had robbed these Israelites of the things that they were working for and the things that God had blessed them with. So here the Midianites would come in, they would come in and they would take the harvest, they would take everything away that they had worked hard for, they would take their crops, they would take their, their livestock, they would take everything, and they would leave the Israelites with nothing left alone in these caves. And finally, the Israelites cry out to God, God, you know, why, why are we going to do this? And, you know, and they would just cry out to God, rescue us, rescue us. 
So finally God sends a prophet to go speak to them. And, and we all like to think of prophecy as something, oh yes, uh, give me a word from the Lord. Eric, give me a word from the Lord this morning. Yes. Um, hey, give me a word, give me a word from the Lord, because you know we want the blessing, right? We, we want to hear good things that God has for us. But, but oftentimes people get frustrated with prophets and people that have prophetic gifting because sometimes they're going to give you a warning. Sometimes they're going to tell you, hey, listen, you need to straighten up. I know you want a blessing. I know, and, and people oftentimes get mad at those that have that gifting. But here the prophet comes along and he does not tell them what they want to hear because they're like, hey, rescue us, rescue us. And the prophet says, hey, listen, you're worried about your enemy, but the problem is you. You sinned. You turned away from God. The problem is you. That's why you're in the mess that you're in. Then inner Gideon. Inner Gideon. So come in here. Judges chapter 6. And start in verse 11. Angel of the Lord came and sat down under the oak in Ophrah that belonged to Joash, Abizra, where his son Gideon was such a wheat in a wine press to keep from the Midianites. When the angel of the Lord appeared to him, he said, The Lord is with you, mighty what? Warrior. Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, but if the Lord is with us, why has all this happened to us? Where are all his wonders And our ancestors told us um, about when they said, Did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt, but now the Lord has abandoned us and given us into the hand of Gideon. The Lord turned to him and said, Go in the strength you have and save Israel out of Gideon's hand. Am I not sending you? Pardon me, my Lord, Gideon replied, but how can I save Israel? My clan is the weakest in Manasseh, and I am the least of my family. And the Lord said, I will be with you. And you will strike down all the Midianites, leaving none alive. Let's pray. Jesus, awaken the warrior in us this morning. The warrior that this world so desperately needs. The warriors that our families need today. Awaken the Gideons in the room. They may not see themselves as warriors. They may not realize what's inside of them today. But God, once you call that out of us today. By the power of your Holy Spirit, in Jesus' name, amen. Where are the warriors at today? Where are the Gideons at? In the room today. Yeah, I see a few reflecting. God is wanting to call the warrior out in you men in the room. I believe the ladies would be okay with that. Come on, where are you at, ladies? See, I believe the different dad is a warrior. I believe the different man is a warrior. I believe the different husband is a warrior. Here's three things that the different dad does. The different dad shows up. The, di the different husband shows up. The different man shows up. Right? We see Gideon, even though he was insecure and stuff, he questioned guys like, are you sure you want to do this? Like he was so focused on his weakness, and really that's Israel's, that was all of Israel's problems. They were so focused on, on their weakness. And if we're real honest, dads and husbands and men in the room, sometimes we can do that. We can be so focused on our insecurities that we miss the warrior inside of us and what God is wanting to do in us and call out of us. But the different dad shows up, even when he doesn't feel like it. The different dad shows up even when he doesn't feel it inside of him. Even when he, maybe he feels like, well, I, you know, I'm not the best um, athlete. I, you know, I'm not, I'm not the best at throwing ball in the yard with my kid. You know, I'm not, I'm not the most handy guy in the room. I, I'm not great with a drill. I'm not the most 
mechanically inclined to go work on the car, right? Maybe you're in the room today, dads, men, husbands, and you think, maybe you're thinking all about your weaknesses, and God, God wants to pull out the warrior in you today. He wants you just to show up. The different dad shows up. Dads, show up for your families. Men, show up in society. Husbands, show up in your home. Show up. Man, show up to work. Even when you don't want to get up that day, even when you don't feel like it, show up to work and work hard. Man, your, your, family, need, your family needs you at church. Don't wait for mama. Don't wait for, for someone else to take your kids to church. And I'm thankful you're in the room. And if you're watching online, fellas, show up to church. Take your families to church. That's the best thing you can do for them. Show up at home. Show up at the ball game. Show up at the recital. You know where not to show up at the bar. Right? Don't, don't show up at some other woman's house. Right? Show up. Don't, don't always show up on the boat. Unless you're going to take your family with you. And there's going to be time. I'm not saying don't ever. But if you're always out and not at home, that's not where God wants you to be. Don't always show up hanging out with the fellas. Always. If you hear what I'm saying. Show up. Your family needs you. And here's what happens. The warrior that abandons his cause becomes passive. Right? Becomes passive. Go all the way, way back. Someone say way back. Right? Go back to Genesis. Adam and Eve. The serpent, the devil's talking through, through the serpent, and, and Eve's about to take that apple. No, notice what's going on there. If you go back and read it, only the serpent is talking to Eve. But the text suggests that Adam is still there. We, we always give Eve and we give women a hard time, but Adam was still there. And Adam didn't do anything. He was passive. He abandoned the cause. He should have said something. He should have said, hold up, Eve. We don't do that in this family. Others don't. Even when he may get backlash. Even when he might sleep on the couch. The warrior stands up for what's right. The warrior stands up for justice, for truth. The warrior stands up even when he doesn't feel like it. Show up, dads. Show up, men. Show up, husbands. We absolutely, desperately need a society where men show up. Young men, show up. I don't care what you see around you. I don't care what you see in school. Show up. That's what God is calling us to do. That's, God is calling us to be different the way that there is a fatherless society that we are living in right now where dads aren't showing up and they haven't been for a long time. Show up. You want to know what people, people get upset about women pastors, but guess what? The men aren't showing up. Because the nurses are still there, right? 
And I remember getting in the car. We put the, 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 the baby in the car seat, the Aiden, little Aiden in the car seat, and, 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 and helped Haley in. And, and we got in, and we drove away, and I looked at Haley, and I was like, here we go. There's no nurses around us anymore. It's on us now. I hope we don't screw this guy up. You know what? You may not get it right, guys. Husbands, men, you may not. There's going to be times we're going to fail. Don't get stuck. Failure is not final. Don't get stuck in that failure. Don't think, oh, well, I screwed up. That's it. I can't do it. Your family just needs you to show up. Right? Come on, dads. Come on, men. Come on, husbands. Show up. But we're often so focused on our weaknesses and less on the cause. Less on the call that God has for you as a dad. Less on the call that God has for you as a husband, as a man, after his own heart. We're so focused on our weaknesses. What we just read here. I love it. The angel of the Lord came and sat down under the tree with Gideon. What we see here, this is not just some angel. This is the angel of the Lord, capital L-O-R-D. If you read that in the text. This is what we know as a theophany. This is actually Christ in the Old Testament revealed as an angel. So, so, so he is having a direct word from the Lord, face to face with the Lord, speaking of And what does he do? What does God do? God calls out of Gideon what he sees, what he knows, what he is calling him to do. He calls it out of him. And I've had some amazing people in my life that have seen something in me that I didn't see in myself, and they call it out of me. Man, right over there. Amen. Guys, we're called to do the same thing for our kids. It's frustrating sometimes, if we're really honest. There's some good days, there's some bad days. And there's some days when we want to call some other things because of what we see on the outside going on. You stubborn, you. I must learn to call out of them. What God has for their life. What God is seeing in them. God is wanting to do the same thing inside of each and every one of you. God is wanting to call a warrior out of you today. To not be passive. To not sit by. To not sit by in a culture uh, that absolutely needs some people to stand up for truth. Let's show up, dads. God, God sees this warrior in Gideon. He calls it out. He says, the Lord is with you. Mighty warrior. And I can just imagine Gideon because I put myself, I see myself there, and, and, and I would have been like, huh? Are you talking to me? Like, <laughs> the warrior, right? Like, and he was in the middle of work, if you remember. He was right there in the middle of work. He was working. He was working the wine press. He was working the wheat into the wine press. Just an average Joe, trying to work, trying to make it. And he was actually hiding the stuff from the Midianites so that the people would have something. Right? He was just working. He was concerned with what the people were doing. And then in verse 14 he says, Go in the strength that you have and I will be with you. See, see Gideon on the outside didn't look like a typical warrior with the armor, with the, with the weapons. And, and maybe he wasn't even buff or anything. I don't know. Maybe he didn't have a sweet beard or anything like that. Like what you would picture a warrior all scarred up and, you know, this mean looking dude, you know? Maybe he didn't look like that on the outside, but where God finds him is he was simply just working. 
See, his mic wasn't in what we normally see on the outside. His mic was what was going on on the inside because he's not, that's what God cares about the most anyway. So Gideon's mic was in humbleness. In, in his, he was just working. He was working, right? Gideon had the mind of caring. See, he was working because he cared about the people and, and he was really wanting this to end and, and he was trying to save his stuff so that the Midianites wouldn't get it. His mind was in knowledge because he, he knew about God and what he had done before. Remember, he's like, well, won't, you, won't you move like you did before our ancestors? His mind was in being spiritually hungered because he's wanting to see this happen again for them. And his mind was in being teachable because he actually listened and obeyed to God. And when he had for him, his might was being weak in that he recognized God's strength in his weakness. See, with God's help, you can show up and, and show up in the strength you have, but also show up in the strength that God has even in your weakness. Man, if it's just you and Jesus and you've got everything that you need, show up in the strength that you have. Maybe you're not the most handy with a drill. Maybe you're not some DIY guy. Right? Maybe you're not very good under the hood of a car. Right? Maybe you're not the most athletic or anything like that. But even in your weakness, show up. Show up in the strength that you do have. If anything else, just show up. So what? So what you can't catch? So what you can't jump? So what you can't hit that three-pointer? That the kid just wants you out there with him. That's how they just you, you may not know how to fish real good. And just spend time with your kid out there. Maybe YouTube it, you'll figure it out. That's what all of us do. Maybe you're not the grill master. It's okay. Your family just needs you to show up in the strength that you have. It's not about the warrior's weakness. It's about his willingness to show up. So you and your weakness on your own is just weakness. Where you in, that's it. But if it's you and your weakness surrendered to Jesus, that becomes strength, right? Right? That, that becomes your strength. It's strength beyond you. And that's what we absolutely need to win. That's what you need as a dad. You need strength beyond you. Trust me. You need strength beyond you to be a husband. You need strength beyond you to be a man in this day and age. It's where you end. God begins and gives you the ability to show up even when you don't feel like it. Show up in strength. Show up in the strength of the Lord. Show up in the strength that you have. Just show up. You showing up is strength. Even when you're tired or heavy burdened. I told you the warrior that abandons the cause becomes passive, but the warrior that shows up becomes passionate. The warrior that shows up cares. The warrior that shows up says, I don't, I don't care what it takes. I'm going I'm to show up anyway. My family needs me. The warrior that shows up becomes passionate. Turn to chapter 7 of Judges now. Just flip over a page. Judges chapter 7, verses 1 through 3. Early in the morning, Jeroboam, which is also Gideon, that was another name for him, and all his men camped at the spring of Herod. The camp of Midian was north of them in the valley near the hill of Moron. The Lord said to Gideon, You have too many men. I can't deliver Midian into your hands, or Israel will boast against me. My own strength has saved him. Now announce to the army, anyone who trembles with fear may turn back and leave Mount Gilead. So 22,000 men left, while 10,000 remained. 
The different dad doesn't just do what's comfortable. The different dad doesn't just do what's comfortable. God said, listen, you've got too many men, Gideon. Israel's already on my list. Right? You got too many. See, I want to get all the glory for this. I want Israel to know that I'm the one that I want your enemies to know that I'm the one that did this. You've got too many men. They had 32,000 men. He ends up coming up with a way to scale them down to 10,000 men now. And then he does another thing to scale it down to 300 men. Now, I don't know how you might be feeling, but if I'm getting I'm like, uh, God, uh, excuse me, this ain't going to work. It's just 300 of us. That don't make sense. Now, what, what are you doing here? I'm a little, I'm a little nervous, God. You're going to have to help me out and see, see the bigger picture here, right? But the different dad, the different man, doesn't just do what's comfortable. The different dad, the different man, they're, they're not just going to do what's easy. They're not always going to want to take the easy way out. They're, they're not going to be willing to give in to compromise. Our greatest resource and strength to meet all of life's challenges is only found in God alone. That's where our strength lies. Even when it's uncomfortable, even when it doesn't make sense, that's where our strength is. And there's going to be some things in life that are uncomfortable. And we're going to have to be willing to endure because it's going to make you better. It's going to grow your be, And it's going to make you rely on God even more. We become uncomfortable when we're not in control. When we're not in control of things, it's, it's, uh, it's uneasy. That's why we have such a hard time giving things over to God and surrendering to God because we want control of everything. There's just some things that we gotta give to God and surrender when the finances don't make sense. It's uncomfortable. It will be uncomfortable to tie when the budget doesn't seem to be lining up, right? But you as, as a man, you as a husband, you as a, as a dad, you're gonna have to take the lead on and say, hey, we, we still gotta give. It, it, it's gonna be uncomfortable when, when, there's, when there's things going on around the world and the majority are being loud about it, and you're going to have to be the man instead of saying, no, no, wait a minute, no. Then this isn't right. And someone needs to do something about it. And just so you know, those that end up saying those things, someone needs to do something about it, God often use those people. Just saying. Just throwing that out there. Right? It's going to be uncomfortable sometimes, dads, husbands, men. And here's the thing. Pride is often our downfall. When we feel like, oh, we, we can just handle it. We can just do it on our own. That's our downfall. Pride in our accomplishments. Pride in our own power. It's going to defeat us every time. Because it keeps us from fully receiving God's power and help. To be a dad, you're going to need God's help. <laughs> every day. Every minute. Every night when they don't want to go to bed. You're going to need God's help. To be a husband, you need God's help. To be a man in this world, to fight the struggles that men face, you need God's help. And it's going to be uncomfortable sometimes. It's not going to always be easy. Being a dad isn't easy, but guess what? It's worth it. It's not always going to be comfortable, but those things are going to stretch us, and sometimes that's going to make us better. It's not always going to go the way that we think it should, but how we respond in life's most challenging moments is the measure of men. How you react when things aren't going the way you thought of. How you react when things 
happen that you weren't expecting. Worship team, you guys can come on up. So the different dad, the different man shows up. He's a warrior. He doesn't just do what's comfortable. Judges chapter 7, verses 17 through 22, they get ready for battle. We, we, I know we're skipping some stuff. I would encourage you to read um, chapter 6 through 8. It's a really cool story. But these are some of the things that God was revealing to me and that just kind of stood out as I read through this. But chapter 7, verse 17 through 22. Gideon says, watch me. I'm going to that in my Bible, by the way. As you're leading your family, whether you like it or not, they're going to be watching you. Your kids are going to be watching you, dads. They're going to emulate you. You're their hero. So you better be leading them well and leading them right and saying, hey, listen, watch me. This is how you pray. Watch me. But that's going to mean you need to know how to pray yourself. Come on, son. Come on, daughter. Watch me. This is how you worship the Lord. Come on, son. Come on, daughter. This is how you serve the Lord. Come on, son. Come on, daughter. This is how you stand up for truth when nobody else is. Come on. Come on, teenager. This is how you stand up in, in, in school when all the popular kids are doing this. This is how you stand up and do that. Watch me. Watch me, he told them. Follow my lead. When I get to the edge of the camp, do exactly as I do. When I and all who are with me blow our trumpets, then from all around the camp, blow yours and shout for the Lord and for Gideon. Gideon and a hundred men with him reached the edge of the camp, beginning of the middle watch, just after they had changed the guard. They blew their trumpets and they broke the jars that were in their hand. Then three companies blew the trumpets, smashed the jars, grasping the torches in their left hands and holding in their right hands the trumpet. They were to blow. They shouted a sword for the Lord and for Gideon. While each man had his position around the camp, all the Midianites ran, crying out as they fled. The different dad is a warrior. The different dad shows up. The different dad doesn't always do what's comfortable. And the different dad leads by fire. Look what they do. They don't attack this enemy with swords or with spears or with bows and arrows and shields. They go in with a trumpet. They go in with torches. They go into the camp, just 300 men. But we forget. We forget that the Lord is with them, right? So yeah, it might seem like 300, but, but God is with them. And they go in, and they blow the trumpet. They blow the, they blow the trumpet. They break the jars, and they, they light their torches. And they go in, and they create this commotion. And God causes the enemy to turn on themselves. They don't lift the sword. They don't lift the spear. All they do is sound the trumpet and light the fire. Come on, your family needs you men to lead with fire. And it's not just a normal fire. It's a fire inside. It's the fire of God. It's the fire of the Holy Spirit. Don't you want to walk with a fire that causes the enemy to turn on himself? Come on, we need some men in this church. We need some men in big church to stand up and lead by fire, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Come on, dads. Come on, husbands. When you carry fire inside of you, God, we have passion for a lot of things. You have passion for a favorite team. You might have passion for fishing and hunting. You might have passion for your job. You might have passion for a lot of things, and that's good. But you need a passion for the Lord, for the things of God. 
what's right. It says, admit when you are wrong. Say you're sorry. It takes courage to show up. It takes courage when you have fallen to get back up again. Being a man is, is about honor and heart and faith. It's about integrity and chivalry and grit. Your success as a man is not dependent on being perfect. Thanks for tuning in this week. If you'd like more info about our church, if you'd like to make a donation to our ministry here at Transforming Life, go to www.tlchurchpc.com. If you haven't been to our church yet, we would love to meet you. Come by for a life-changing experience. God bless.